0: Hello, all my whores for history. It's Mistress Darby for today's Histories, Harlots, and Heroes. And today we are being transported to the 16th and 17th century in Southeast China. This is a tale of floating pleasure boats, the high seas, swashbucklers, and untold riches. Welcome to The Babes of Valhalla. Content may not be suitable if you are underaged, closed-minded, or immature. We discuss topics that are graphic and sexual in nature. Today, I am telling the story of Ching Shi. She was a swashbuckling pirate who started as a working girl on the famous floating brothels of Southeast China. While not a lot is known about her early life, we do know that Shi was born in 1775 in the Guangdong province. She worked on a floating brothel or pleasure boat. These floating brothels of Southeast China were active during 1750 to 1930. They relied heavily on the trade industry for survival and assisted in keeping the peace for visiting foreign communities. The floating brothels in Canton, where Shi was employed, were often called flower boats and serviced Chinese only and only those with elite social standing. The flower boats of Canton were said to be the most beautiful boats on the river and the most high-end of pleasure boats. While a lot of literature refers to floating brothels as only places of debauchery and chaos, there are historical references to these places being not only for sexual encounters, but also political and social meeting houses and entertainment of all forms. The boats generally stayed in certain areas based on who they serviced, but they did float around and were also available to be rented for private parties to be docked at wealthy homes as a way to entertain guests. So who else is ready to start a floating strip club? Anyone? I know uh, Charlie and I are definitely like interested in this idea. We think this sounds amazing. Ching Shi worked on these flower boats until 1801 when she met her future husband, Pirate Zhang Yi, who commanded a fleet of ships called the Red Flag Fleet. There are multiple stories of how the proposal actually went down. The two most prominent being one, that he simply asked for her hand to marry him. And two, during a raid on her flower boat, he commanded that her, his favorite lady of the night, was brought to him, and then they were married. One of the most amazing and impressive things about her story is what happens next. And all historians agree that she didn't just agree to marry Zenyi and become his wife, her agreement to the marriage was based on his agreement to certain conditions, which included an equal partnership in fleet leadership, as well as 50% of the admiral's share of anything attained. Shen Yi agreed. At the time of their marriage, they commanded 200 ships, but eventually the fleet would grow to include 1,700 and 1,800 ships. This was 50,000 to 70,000 pirates. Unfortunately, only after six years of marriage, Zheng Yi died amid the Son Rebellion in Vietnam in 1807. After the news of his death, and with the support of the fleet's second-in-command, Cheng Pao... She rose to power and oversaw the command of the entire fleet. With her taking on full leadership, she also took on a new name, Madam Qingxi, the Terror of South China. Qingxi started by changing up the rules for her fleet, and she ruled with a heavy hand. Her code of conduct included the following. No stealing from villagers. No deserting. The crew would account and register any and all money seized in raids before they could distribute it amongst themselves. The ship responsible for the bounty would take 20%, and the remainder was sent into a large collective fund that the entire fleet could enjoy. Her pirates could still take female captives, but they had to marry them, they had to take care of them, and they had to remain faithful. Failure to follow these rules resulted in decapitation. During her rule of the Red Fleet, they sank 63 government Chinese vessels, which prompted the British and Portuguese Navy to stay out of her affairs. At the end of her pirate reign, she was offered a deal by the King Emperor, She received amnesty and returned to civil life without ceding any of her wealth, something that's very rare for a pirate to achieve. She went on to marry her subordinate, Chang Pao. They returned to the Guangdong province and opened a gambling house until her death in 1844 at the age of 69. Her legacy lives on in the Pirates of the Caribbean franchise as the character Mistress Ching, one of the nine pirate lords. Talk about one badass bitch. From full-service sex worker on a high-end pleasure boat to finessing her way into becoming one of history's most successful pirates. And that puts the rubber on this episode of History's Harlots and Heroes. We will be back next Tuesday with another episode from your favorite space babes. Please excuse us for our all-over-the-place scheduling. The babes have had some personal stuff that came up that had to take precedence, but we are back and ready to go. Don't forget to follow us on social media at The Babes of Valhalla on Instagram and Facebook be posting a lot more often, sharing some upcoming themes, some different topics that we're researching. And if any of you are interested in sharing your story, please reach out to us at babesofalhalla at gmail.com. Until next time, stay nasty. Babes of Valhalla is written and produced by the Babes of Valhalla, otherwise known as your illustrious lieges, Darby and Charlie. Music provided by the musical genius, Gemini Genesis.